Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Yoga Life podcast with me, your host, Kevin. Um, I can't believe it's episode 99 already. It's, I've had, it's been an honor uh, over the last two years to meet so many interesting people and to share their stories with you. So thank you. Um, I probably don't say that enough and I, I really appreciate it because I love to do this. Today I have with me Chris McGee and Chris has been a guest, I think this is his fourth time on the podcast, which is, I believe, a tie with Jenny Keane. She's been on this podcast loads as well. And in fact, next week, uh, well, more accurately, this Saturday, May 2nd at 11 a.m., Jenny's going to be episode 100. And we're going to do an Instagram Live. So that's 11 a.m. Instagram Live with Jenny talking about the sex education we never got in school. And uh, I'm, I'm finding this, this format works quite well, this Instagram Live. Chris went and got himself a high-quality microphone, so this episode came out really, really well, and I hope you'll like it. Um, you know, we're living in a time now where teaching online has become a necessity, and Chris is one of the first people to do it really well. He actually teaches with a company called Fit, F-I-I-T, and they have an app that do uh, not just yoga, but also fitness classes as well. Chris has also started empowered yoga school and as of yesterday i.e wednesday he has launched a 200 hour yoga teacher training so in this episode we talk about teaching yoga online which is great but we also talk about yoga teaching yoga teacher training online which is a whole new world that is going to open up a lot of possibilities for yoga teachers because you can deliver content in a ton of different ways to an endless amount of people because we have access to the whole world so it's an exciting time it's uh, I think although this is a, a crisis for us uh, our health systems and for us socially I think that we can make the best of it if we learn about how to how to teach and how to deliver our content in an innovative way so if you enjoy this podcast, you can always leave a review. And if you'd like to practice with me online, if you'd like to even just see what I'm doing and borrow some of my ideas, you can um, practice with me every evening, Monday to Friday at 7 p.m. on Zoom. I'm also launching a beginner's course, and this is going to start on May 9th. Saturday morning, four mornings in a row, from 11 a.m. until 12 p.m. And it's for people who are just beginning yoga. I notice a lot of people at home, they're looking in at what their partner's doing, their yoga class, and they want to join in, but they're not sure how. It can be quite confusing, quite daunting. So you can sign up for my beginner's course. It's only 40 euro, which I think is very reasonable um, for four uh, sessions. And you get to learn about everything from the breathing right into doing a full 60-minute class. Uh, if you'd like to join a workshop of mine, I'm doing one every Sunday in May, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. The next one, which is this weekend, is going to be a vinyasa masterclass. So I'm covering all angles, and uh, I hope you can join me virtually on the mat. If you've got any questions or you need any more info, go to kevinboyyoga.ie. Okay. That's enough for me. Without further ado, here is Chris. But um, so, Chris, I see you've got yourself a nice bit of equipment there. 
Yes, man. I've invested invested in a uh, in a proper mic to make sure that I can you know that I can replicate you as best I as best I can. You know, I, I can't <laughs> I can't be with you in real life, but I was like, I'll I'll get myself a microphone so that I've got a bit of Kev with me. You know, in my in my own home. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's uh, it's like I was saying. I did a teacher training this morning, and I was talking. I. I had so much planned what I wanted to talk about, but I ended up spending about an hour talking about microphones because, you know, a few months ago, this wouldn't have been a relevant topic, but now it really is. People want to know uh, how do you sound better on, on a stream? Um, because there is, I think that people watch a video that's not the best quality mm -hmm. uh, with good, great audio, but not the other way around. Yeah. You know? I'd agree. Are, are you stre are you streaming classes? I'm doing a couple. Yeah, I'm streaming a little. Um, I'm doing a, I'm doing a live uh, Yin every Wednesday night, little thirty minutes Yin sesh for people, and um, I'm on the Cycle Channel doing a sixty minute Power Flow every Saturday. Is my kind of like okay. my permanent ones at the minute. Um, I'm I'm still doing. We have a I have a teachers community that I set up here, so I've got all of those guys on Zoom. So I'll see them on zoom keeping them keeping them running um on a friday uh and uh, like the occasional private and stuff here and there but i suppose i'm kind of mm. in a i'm in a little bit of a lucky position because prior to all of this of course i had fit and i had all of my content already available on the app so and because they've got the first couple of weeks are free and they've got all these kind of like discounts on memberships at the minute i think it's like 750 a month or something to to sign up for it and you get like 700 classes or whatever across all of the across all of the stuff. So it's, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise that I've, that in the initial phases anyway, I was just able to say to people like, Hey, here you go. Like, here's this link and, and you can, you can practice with me there. I don't have to worry too much about all of a sudden teaching all of the time, all of the things. Yeah. I know like we've spoke about it before. I'm sure, well, you, you can, you can maybe tell me how you find it for all of a sudden having to talk and do all of your classes all of the time. What do you, what's your experience been like with that? Well, I the main feedback I got pretty quickly was people wanted me to demo more and I wouldn't demo that much generally. So I found that I now, essentially I've been asked to do the class with the people. And I think another reason people like that is they feel like you're in it with them. You're struggling with them as it were. And if they can hear that you're finding it challenging too, it maybe helps them a bit like the, the, the kind of Joe Wicks effect. Yeah. And it, because it, it, it automatically, if you see that the person teaching you is also find it difficult, it just gives that kind of empathy. Um, I will say I found it, Chris, I never, uh, apart from like when I first started, but since I've been teaching regularly, I would never write down a class, never write it out what I'm going to teach. But now I do that for every single stream class because I'm so tired. I'm sweating. My adrenaline is up. I don't have the composure to remember what I've planned. So therefore I have to have a screen that I can glance at quickly to keep me on track. But in fact, it's it's been a blessing because I've been able to be a lot more creative now. Uh, and I think it's going to make me better at, at teaching because I'm having to be, um, I'm having to think it through a bit more as opposed to teaching what I feel should be right and trying to remember it off the top of my head. Um, well, how have you, because I know you've been through, um, you were saying with Fit, you have had times when you've like really pushed it in terms of how many classes you've taught and <laughs> um, 
how have you found teaching and speaking at the same time? I mean, for me, it's been, I, I sort of, I knew what was coming, right? You kind of like, it's the, the, sometimes it's the not knowing how intense it's going to be is the thing that kind of like throws you off in those initial few classes until you get your bearings. So at least I was like, I know exactly what is coming. I know that it's going to be really physically very challenging to be speaking and, and doing all of the times, especially those more powerful things where I'm kind of like, you know, one of my um, shout out to my friend, uh, Felipe, he joined me from, he's a, a yoga teacher friend of mine from New York, joined in my class yesterday. And he texted me after the class and he said, only you would be in a hollow back straddle pincher giving a Dharma talk about ego. <laughs> and I was like, I, I thought like, yeah, but sometimes it's actually those moments where you in the kind of like the flow of it all, you're so go, 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 go. There's not an awful lot of time to really build the the nurturing philosophical elements of your of your class, you know? It's very much the, the kind of like the twister, especially when you're if you're doing something that's with quite a lot of pace. It's like, you know, get your hand here, get your foot here, inhale this, exhale this, squeeze this, do this. And it's that kind of like the mechanics of those things versus whenever you're actually set up and in something or you're giving people like a breakdown or a moment where they can get a chance to, to practice something. OK, you're practicing with them. So be it a be it a handstand or be it an inversion break or whatever it happens to be, you can then use that as your moment to kind of punctuate with something a little bit more substantial. Um, mm. But then you just have to be bloody good at whatever <laughs> whatever it is that you've chosen to do in the first place to be able to to get to carry that off. <laughs> yeah, and, and and also as well, it gives you new appreciation for. Um, see, when I when I practice what I teach, I don't do it in a class structure. So I say, for example, yesterday I was teaching um, glenohumeral axle rotation. So just mm -hmm. basically sh uh, like stuff you do, shoulder well, like yeah. shoulder cuff. Yeah, shoulder rolls, actually, shoulder rolls. And um, I, I've never done it th that many repetitions in the middle of a class as well. I've just done it separate, you know. And then I realized that doing that after half an hour into a class in a Warrior 2 and doing it in a Warrior 2, let's say, I had I couldn't help it. But I had to say like I was kind of thought out loud. I said, "Man, this is hard," <laughs> you know. And it just came out, and I realized they heard me say it. But ho hopefully, it made me realize that actually my classes are actually quite tough, mm -hmm. and they're tougher than I. Because people sometimes say to me, "Man, your classes are really tough," and um, and I kind of I don't know. I, I I like that sometimes, but another way, I don't want to feel like I'm punishing people either. But now that I'm doing my classes, I realize, all right, I, I could I could probably turn it down a little bit because, um, you know, you, most of the people that do the stream classes with me, I know them. I know them personally. So I actually can bet I should be a bit more considerate about how I level, uh, what level I teach to, if you know what I mean. Well, uh, as opposed to just trying to do every cool pose you can think of. Yeah, I mean, I agree and I disagree. Certainly, it's nice to it's nice to offer variety. It's nice to I mean, it also depends like every, everything is optional at all times as well, you know, and it just it happens to be very difficult for us in that moment, because mm. the likelihood is, is that you're adding such a level of um, vocal detail and accent to whatever it is that you're doing if you're holding a pose you're constantly talking so therefore your breath is a little bit out of rhythm and obviously you know first and foremost when we teach to our students we teach about the breath we teach them to maintain the breath throughout the action and then when we're 
in a teaching environment like that, it's the first thing that we happen to abandon. <laughs> so then there's like no breath or, or like whatever it is. So that's, yeah. a, that's a difficult factor in itself. But also the fact that like, you know, you're very, I'm sure you're very similar to me where you'll say like, hey, option to stay here, option to try this or to try this or to try this. And by the nature of the beast, as you said, people needing to see you often doing it if they're, if they're a visual learner more than they are uh, an auditory learner having to see someone do it it means that you are in option one and option two and option three and option four whereas actually your participant won't have that level of vocal strain in addition to whatever they're doing they'll hopefully a little bit be a bit more connected to their energetic output because they're in regulation of their breath and they may not be taking it to the fourth fifth option of every pose they might be somewhere where they're able to have a little bit more rest or somewhere where there's a little bit more comfort or a little less strain. And like that in itself is, is something that you want to, um, that you, that you don't want to stamp out. Like I, I always like to have mm. that range in my class because I know a lot of my folks, I'm sure you're probably the same. A lot of my folks are really strong and it's then a, or if I'm teaching the teachers, for example, like that, the, that group is absolutely phenomenal. They're, they're, they're just an absolute joy to teach, but you know, they're, they're monsters. I'm, <laughs> I've, 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 I've built a, built a, a strong group together. So, so it's a disservice to them if I say, no, do you know what we're going to do? And we're going to take it easy today because actually they're there to be tested. And I'm just offering those things. It's never mandatory, right? Mm -hmm. It's just an offering. So take it. Take it a second level, take it a third level, take it a fifth level, or don't take it at all. And mm -hmm. it still counts, right? It's all yoga, so it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're in version one or version one hundred and one or of whatever it is. the The story that you built up in your mind around why you should be doing or or not be doing is is you know something else altogether. But like ultimately, you still have choice. And I find that mm. a lot of the times, like the feedback that I've been getting through zoom classes or through instagram classes or whatever else is you know you're sweating and you're finding it hard and you're exerting and you're giving that energy there's such an appreciation of that energy and people because they're not necessarily in the studio environment are finding it less judgmental for their ability to then say do you know what i'm do you know i'm going to take a child's pose or i'm going to come down and have like have a little drink of water whereas actually in an, in a studio environment they may have the energy of the other people to draw on or if they're misconstruing it and seeing it as like the pressure of other people judging them if they come down and rest, that might be the moments when they push when actually that's not what they need at all. What they need is rest. So now they're really tuning in and listening to their body a little bit more and being able to be astute with the decision pro the decision making process throughout the throughout the flow. Mm, yeah, that's funny. The the fact that people can't really see each other and and in fact that's another reason why I think it's again it's a case to be argued but it's more necessary to demonstrate because it, sometimes we don't realize it when you're in a class with other people even in your peripheral vision if you're not sure of a transition or a, a shape you you'll pick up signals from other people around you if you can't see the teacher or hear the teacher and when you don't have that in a zoom class because the little boxes are not the same um, no. you you therefore rely more on looking at what what the, the teacher is doing one one another thing i found kind of a bit hard to judge is i know this is getting very technical but i mean there's i know there's some teachers that are uh, watching and listening to this is 
the breathing. So say I always start with some pranayama, like five minutes at the start. I think that's kind of, it just helps to set the tone. And it's so difficult to teach breathing techniques and speak at the same time. It's almost like, because you, maybe it's not difficult, it's just newer to me. I normally would just talk people through it, but now I'm actually doing the breathing technique as well because I want to hear them breathing through my Bluetooth headset, mm -hmm. as it were. Um, and I haven't, I'm, I'm just basically, essentially figuring that out as I go. W what do you do when you're teaching pranayama at the start of a class? Generally online? speaking, I'm in a, in a digital format, I always keep it relatively simple. I don't, um, I don't teach anything that's overtly complex. Um, it's very similar to when I teach in, in person, because again, I've kind of accepted that, yes, I'm going to have some sort of physical exertion, but I am not within my practice because I'm not going to be able to maintain the breath throughout the, the flow or whatever else happens to be, to be coming on. So I will, if there is a, a necessary demonstration like a or like a whatever it happens to be i will maybe do one round with mm. sort of like speak and and do and kind of sort of cobble it together and then i'll you know and then it'll be you know take a full breath in pause hold at the top feel this squeeze this do this do this whatever else it happens to be as i'm guiding them through whichever whichever breath technique and then i just let the, i just let the voice do the rest of it because ultimately you might be in a position where they don't have a camera on or they don't have a microphone on. I know that certainly a lot of my um, my corporate clientele don't use the camera. So we'll, mm. we will we'll dial into the session and I will be visible, but the staff will not. And it'll just be like a little list mm. of their initials or a little list of their names or whatever it happens to be dependent mm. on, the, on the platform that you're using or that they're using as their internal system. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a, that's a scenario where you know, ultimately you're teaching to the void, right? <laughs> because you will get no feedback <laughs> whatsoever to anything that's yeah. going on. So it's just like a hit and hope. It's kind of like, I'm I'm trusting that the cues are getting you <laughs> to where you yeah, need to go. <laughs> I'm trusting that the options are there from like A to Z in order for you to, to find the thing that yeah. feels right for your body today. And I'm trusting that hopefully you kind of, you, you get the most out of the breath. And you know, it's making the, I think it's making the bookends of the class um, a much more uh, inclusive experience because sometimes when you're teaching in the studio, as you'll know, you'll be there, you'll be like, hi, everyone, welcome. We've got five minutes to go, you know, get a block, get a strap, like whatever, whatever. If you have injuries, come and talk to me. If you're new, come and say hello. If there's anything that you want to, you know, that you want to chat about, come and say hi. How often does someone actually come? Like, doesn't, yeah, doesn't, hard, yeah, hardly ever, maybe never. Like, you might get like the occasional mm -hmm. one person or two people. And I, I'm very lucky in the setup that we have at Cycle that um, we get a list, like an attendance list, and it'll flag and say if people are new. So I'm then able to say like, oh, Kevin. Oh, you've not been. Oh, you've not been to the studio before. How are you? How are you doing? And I then get a chance to like come over, and I I can then bridge that gap rather than waiting for the the student to come to you if they feel self conscious or mm -hmm. they want to kind of like hide or sit in the back or whatever it is. Whereas I'm finding a lot more that at the start of these sessions, um, maybe not the first week that you do it with someone, but as it goes on, that little chat at the start is becoming much more prevalent. Where you're saying like, how are people feeling? 
what have we been doing this week? Mm. Have we been have we spent a lot of time sitting down? Has anybody got outside at all? Are you able to go out and have a little walk? Or have you access to green space? Or have you been finding that the work your workload is very heavy? Are you having difficulty striking your work life balance now that you wake up, start work straight away, and then you may be finding it hard to develop a cutoff time? Like all of these things, asking people about their what their the structure of their day or just they're able to kind of like tell you yeah do you know what i am spending a lot of time at the computer or my neck feels really sore mm-hmm. or and just those little things can then start to flavor what's happening when they are muted and when they are kind of or if they're screened or if their cameras are off when they're invisible you then have that information to keep in your mind so you know that like hey this is how the general populace is feeling they've told me this in advance so i can start to cue more intelligently to allow people to work into you know whatever feedback they've given you and then similarly at the end of the session hey how is everyone feeling did you enjoy did you not enjoy was there anything that was difficult was there anything that was unclear is there anything that you're struggling with and in the moment you're not sure how to how to fix or how to tweak or how to whatever and there's i'm i'm seeing a lot more of like People are staying in the chat and having engagement with that um, Q&A sort of like little feedback moment as well because they're no, they're starting to recognize the benefit of like it might not have been me but if someone else is talking about that their lower back is really tight and I'm offering here's a great adjustment for your lower back or here's something to take away and it's nothing to do with your yoga practice but you might want to do this every single day this little thing is going to help your lower back or, or whatever it is people are really starting to to recognize the benefits in those moments and that's a real great mm. thing to see because then that is your kind of the community aspect right you're used to hearing other people breathing and you're used to seeing other people moving and you don't have that anymore but now you're hearing people's how people sort of like bodies feel or what people are are dealing with and then that the community is coming together around that and they're able to um deepen their own knowledge a little bit as well because it might not be something that's relevant to you in that class or that very moment but it might be something that you remember in two weeks time like oh yeah my neck is actually feeling a bit today i remember he said that you could do you know whatever instead so Mm. yeah and also as it's important for us to remember that people are skilled at different types of communication for example someone could be great at I used to work in a, so- a software company and the people that worked there were all highly skilled engineers, uh, software engineers. And one-to-one speaking, they would find that quite in- intense. They would find it quite difficult. But in a group room chat like we used to have, they were hilarious and like really comfortable and they could s- converse in a way that I couldn't. I wasn't so sharp on the on the instant chat. And it just m- m- showed me that if you're in a yoga studio, and the teacher says, oh, does anyone have any questions? Come up to me, whatever. It's quite intimidating to walk over to the teacher. Everyone's looking at you, even if it is at the end of the class, and have that uh, intense standing right in front of them, looking at each other. Actually, I think, um, you know, we, sometimes, especially if you're more of an outgoing person, you you, you don't consider how intim- how difficult social situations can be for, for everyone, actually, sometimes. But with a group, with a chat, an instant chat, people can be a bit more candid because um, I suppose it's just a, a, a different form of communication. Uh, Chris, I'm going to write um, a, just a little thing here. Teacher, because I'm, I, I want to title this training with Chris. And then I'm going to pin this comment just so when people come into the chat, they know 
what's going on. Yeah. So how do I pin this comment now? One second, Chris. Double tap it and then you should, it should say option to pin. Oh, yeah, there we go, mate. Yeah, nice one. Brilliant. Thank you, sir. Bingo. Yes. Um, speaking of which, mm -hmm. empowered yoga school. Yeah. <laughs> with now I just want to address something first. With Gemma Soul, is that her real name? Yes. Genuinely is her real name. Yeah. And when she got married last year, I said, I love Phil. Don't you dare take his name. <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> yeah, her like her name is brilliant, right? Absolutely amazing. I'm 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 not yeah, I mean so we're about to I'm gonna become a father soon and we we're choosing names and every name we think of we we can't we keep remembering that the surname's going to be Boyle. <laughs> it just it just ruins every name. We're like, oh, what about? Well, I won't give away what we're going to call our, our child, but um, you know, you'll think of a great name like Arthur Eli Conan. One. Arthur Ar Conan Boyle. Who's like Arthur the, Conan? Arthur Conan Boyle is the author. Yeah, you know, know the author? No. 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 Okay. Is that a famous Boyle? Yeah, I don't that's, know. A, that's a famous author. No, never mind. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I sh I should know really. I I know S Susan Boyle. <laughs> But but yeah, basically she has a cool name and I don't, and it's not fair. That's my that's my point. <laughs> um, but you guys, are you starting your online two hundred hour next week? Yes, sir. Next Wednesday. When are you? Is this next Thursday or is this like? This fall, is going like, to be out on Thursday. Next Thursday. So the thir year. the thirtieth of April. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> you're, no, yeah. What, you're in full. You're in full Rona mode and no idea what day of the week or or date of the month it is. <laughs> <I> know, <yeah. laughs> uh, so because Friday is the first. So yes, um, the thirtieth it's going to be out. So your teacher training started yesterday. <laughs> yes, it started yesterday. Technically, yes. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the, uh, the sort of like the induction, just a just a quick overview day on the on the 29th and then the lectures will start proper as of the as of the thirtieth of April. Yeah. And how are you, from a technical point of view, how are you going to deliver the lectures? So we're working through Zoom um, and we have the account set up with the functionality of breakout rooms. So we're still able to have small group discussion within the larger scale. Um, it's the first 100 hours of the 200 is going to be virtually, uh, which is normally the content that we, we have an immersive component in France in October. Mm. Um, so normally that, content will be delivered then intensively over the course of 10 days uh, being in France with the group. So we're splitting that out and we're going to do one lecture um, a day over the course of four weeks. So it's kind of running Monday to Friday, leaves people with their weekends totally free, um, doesn't eat up everyone's day. Because again, it's, I don't know about you, I'm spending a lot of time attached to technology in some way, shape or form in the, in the, yeah. just the, the current kind of like state of affairs. And I was very aware that I didn't want the students to be spending seven hours in front of the laptop trying to consume information that we're, that we're spewing at them to get it done in a shorter amount of time. I would much rather have everyone take, take a chunk of information, take it away, sit with it, get a chance to get up, stretch their legs and not feel like we're kind of like, repeating over and over and over again i wanted to make sure that it was um that it was sensitive to the fact that they're probably already getting too much screen time <laughs> and i didn't want to then be a contributing factor that was like loading on top of that to where they're like 
zonked at the end of the day, like feeling like their eyes are hurting because they spent too much time at the laptop or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, was, I mean, I actually only discovered breakout rooms this morning. I um, think um, if Hannah's watching this, thank you, Hannah. I believe it was uh, one of the trainees, Hannah, who mentioned it to me. And they're phenomenal. I mean, it's a game changer for doing a class, like especially a training on Zoom. The the only thing I've, my my biggest takeaway so far from doing teacher training on Zoom, and I'm sure you probably thought of this, but is that the room you're in, say I spend most of the training at, at this ratio. So I'm kind of pretty much taking up most of the screen here. And I have a, a wall almost directly behind me. Therefore, if I need to demonstrate something physically, I can't. Uh, and I, that's something that at the moment I can't really uh, change because just because of the logistics of my house. But um, so say, for example, I was someone was talking about wild thing and I couldn't actually demonstrate the pose because I didn't have the a, a big enough room, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that is that where are you going to film it? Do, where are you going to do the zoom just from your home yeah yeah so i'll be in, i'll be yeah. in my in my in this same living room i'm on a like sitting on a sofa at the moment but i'll just be I'll, I'll take the table kind of over there it's i'm like lucky enough to have a reasonably big space um slightly low mm. ceilings i don't know if you've seen any of my stuff but like i can't uh <laughs> i can't do urdva hastasana properly because if i put my arm up <laughs> i'd hit the roof so i'm doing everything has okay, got like right. a everything has got a flat uh extension to the wrist at the moment to make sure that i can that i can yeah. fit in only you know only tuck handstands only split leg or straddle no uh no straight line yeah. handstand work because the roof is too low in the in the lounge um yeah. But yeah, I'm going to be there and it's that similar setup where like I know already from delivering my my sessions for my for my corporate clients that I can have the laptop set in a certain way and I can have a mat laid out in a certain way and you can catch all of me if I'm on the mat and then all I'll do is just pull a chair up to the laptop and then if we're in discussion, we can be right there in discussion and if it's if there's a necessary moment for me to to embody something, I can just stand up, walk back onto the mat and all the students are going to be are going to be there with me to see it so that's kind of it's a little bit more more relevant to my um to some of my lectures because i'm obviously going to do all of the uh the postural analysis and then anatomy and physiology it's kind of my specialism within the 200 um mm. so i know that there's probably going to be there will inevitably be a moment in time where i'm up and doing things and whatever and speaking to people so um yeah mm. it's going to be it's it's going to be a fun experience you know and i think the the wonderful thing about what's happening at the minute is everyone is being very, very um, open to stuff working and not working, right? Um, everyone's everyone everyone recognizes that we are in a time of flux and that there is so much change and so much innovation that is happening across everyone's industries. It's like, can we, yeah. you know, take that innovation and like tweak it and apply it and fix it to to a point where it works and you know maybe maybe breakout rooms and all of these things are are wonderful in theory and maybe it doesn't come off like that in practice but until you try something you won't know and if there then needs to be a tweak or, or a change then then we make that tweak and that changes as it goes along and that's that's the exact same yeah. as when you know, when you're face to face with everyone is that there's there's always times when in my mind the structure of the training runs exactly like this and this gets delivered at this time and we talk about this at this time and you know people it's it's the the nature of having people's input changes the 
the course of that a little bit you know it's it's mm-hmm. that's why because someone asked me would we consider recording the lectures and it was it was a, a student of mine who's in australia and like when they got the information she said i can't make the times work because when you're starting in the middle of the afternoon it's going to be two or three o'clock in the morning so it means that i'm going to have to like try and get up in the middle of the night to to, to do the live sessions would you record the sessions and mm. let me do it just by watching back like in my own time and i ended up saying no because i feel that the interactive component especially at the 200 hour level is where a lot of the real learning takes place it's not just a regurgitation of information it's group discussion it's question and answer it's how do you know it's the the interacting with each other and hearing someone else's story or the lens that someone else is taking a piece of information or you know that someone asks a question that you didn't even think of but as soon as they ask it you go oh yeah what about that and you know and it's it's those kind of like gems it's those moments that um you can't you can't recreate in Mm. in pre-recorded material right because ultimately i could do something like this i could sit down with the mic i could sit down with our manual and i could i could list off and bosh out through the the cues of warrior two and the alignment and 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 whatever else and like it just gets to that point where i'm like end the video go and practice your warrior two but you know maybe someone doesn't get my wording or maybe someone's got something going on in their warrior two where they're like actually when i try and do that thing that you're talking about like this is happening like what like what is that or like you know when i'm thinking about this this seems to be going on or and it's only through the those questions being able to be asked and answered and sometimes not necessarily answered by me but answered by their peers like the other people that are in the group that's when you kind of like get the real the real beautiful moments that that organically mm. emerge out of a training instead of it being just exactly what's written on the page you know what about a happy medium of recording the zoom session well this but this is the th- the same this is the same thing right that they but they may still is that have what a, they were asking or they're yes. asking for pre they may still they oh, may they still have record the zoom session mm-hmm. so they may still have they may oh, still okay. have the the same problem where you're just watching so therefore you're instantly disconnected from that thing right there's that 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 level of voyeurism that goes into i am now an observer of information being delivered rather than a part of the process of the information being delivered mm-hmm. if that makes sense um and mm-hmm. that's the thing that creates disconnect and something else which i've done various different structures of trainings myself over the years i've done distance learning i've done um part-time i've done one weekend here there and everywhere i've done full you know a month five weeks like straight through with nothing else and it's like the the thing that i love about having an immersive component and the reason why our training was structured to have an immersive component and then to have six weekends in london off the back of that is the bonding experience that happens through that immersion you're with everyone and you're bonding and 
just because this is being delivered virtually, we've put a cap on the amount of participants that can take part in the training because we still want there to be a certain level of intimacy within the group. We still want these breakout rooms for you to be able to, to break off. And even if we're changing the rooms three, four or five times, you're then being able to reconnect with multiple participants rather than feeling like it's a meat market or feeling like you have no connection to anyone else that's doing this course because ultimately mm. this group of people will be coming together in real life in order to do all of their practical hands-on work when we get back for the second hundred hours in london at the end of the year so the last thing that you want is for everyone to feel awkward or to feel disconnected and the easiest way to keep everyone connected is to make sure that they are present and engaged with one another as well as engaged with us through the medium of live zoom rather than just watching something back yeah yeah it, it's um there's something about the and the same goes for classes as well i mean it's, well, it's slightly different for classes i but i've had people say to me that they prefer the stream than having be able to watch a video whenever they want because it holds them accountable mm -hmm. and they feel like they're in it with everyone else as well but yeah you're absolutely right um things can you can make the best plan for your teacher training and obviously you have to cover certain criteria certain curriculum yeah but often the juice the stuff comes from people chipping in and giving and the great thing about um a teacher training is that you're speaking to people who've maybe done a completely different job before more than likely and they have life skills like one of the our trainees uh, she's very technical and she has technical insights and which is very helpful now because you know people are looking to go more online um and that makes makes a big difference um another thing i actually quite like about the zoom component is you can see people's houses <laughs> i know it sounds weird but you can see Oh, that's your living room. That's your couch. This is you in your own. Whereas a yoga studio is kind of like a neutral space um, where the power dynamic is towards the teacher, really, because like they're, it, they're the teacher and everyone is a visitor. But when you do a Zoom call, the power dynamic gets flattened out because everyone's in, in their home. And, and also, you know, you get to see people's dog or then maybe their kid walks in or something. And that, that's something, there's something really lovely about that. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. It really, um, it humanizes the whole, the whole thing. Right. Um, mm. that's again, like to not, um, not, not to COVID up our wonderful discussion, but the, if we're, if we're taking silver linings away from an event such as this, it's the we have such a you know were we living life at too fast a pace a because i know that certainly from a london perspective a lot of my students and a lot of people that i've talked to have said yes like we were a million miles an hour and actually this has given us an ability to slow down which we desperately needed and now we feel better operating at this kind of a pace rather than operating at the pace that we were at where we were going to burn out but also the connection the lack of physical connection that the lockdowns have caused us and the social distancing and mm. whatever else has been replaced with our ability to, to digitally connect and communicate but it's really starting to like you can see people resonating and and really just opening up to each other on a human level rather than simply seeing someone for their job or their position 
or the relationship that you have with them or whatever else, right? You're able to see people, even people that frustrate you or, you know, even people that you didn't necessarily get along with that were in the in the periphery of your life. You, everyone is now human, right? Mm-hmm. We, like something like this steps in and it wipes all of the labels away. And we're now just, exactly as you said, like it levels the playing field. So it's much less of now about the fact that I am teacher and you're student. It's like, no, we're here for the yoga. Like we're all the same and we're here for the yoga. And I just happen to be facilitating Mm -hmm. this thing right now. But it's not that we aren't all doing the same thing or going through the same Mm -hmm. thing, right? It's it's been a kind of like a great equalizer in a way because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everyone has to deal with it. You know, a lot of the times you can you can never know the things that people are going through unless they share intimately with you. Whereas this is one of these things where you can go, I know that you're going through a lockdown right now, or I know that you're I know that you're working from home, or I know that you're probably spending a lot of time at the computer, or I know that you're having to homeschool the kids, or I know that that financially it's difficult because you're an independent business or you know, whatever it happens to be, like there are certain things that we now have as facts about everyone that we interact with. And that kind of like instantly builds an empathy. That mm. like that's that's what I'm getting from what you're saying. Is that like yeah, I have empathy immediately for you because I see those the same impact that this thing has on on me. And because of that, then the level of kind of like nurturing that is coming through these these live sessions is so high i wouldn't say it's i wouldn't say it's exactly the same as when i'm in the studio but i'm getting such a you know i had to like i'm not really a selfie person not my (laughs) not my thing but like i actually posted uh, a selfie yesterday after i finished teaching my my class in the afternoon because i was just so elated i was so full of joy from the from the practice from being able to share the practice with with the with the the people that were there the students and the names that I saw kind of flashing up and 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 the amount of messages that you get off the back of it is has just been it has been so overwhelming and the reason why I think it's overwhelming is a because we're all a little bit emotionally drawn out from having to deal with everything that's going on in the world at the moment but also that we are using this to uh, bridge the gap of what is missing from our physical contact and because of that our ability to empathize and our ability to emote based off of a virtual interaction has become so so much bigger yeah 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 i i at the start when this when the public classes are cancelled i said to rach like oh no i'm i'm gonna have zero income like what am I going to do? I have no clue. I have no... and then I thought I'll do some classes, do like donation based. Probably won't get you know five quid here there whatever. And I've been blown away by people how generous people have been. Um, and so one, I realised that okay, I can actually uh, survive doing this. I mean, now the thing is, don't count your chickens before they hatch because the donation thing can always. I think it, this is the type of thing that's going to start off quite high. People want to give, and then maybe they start realizing after a while that um, 
well, it's not a guaranteed business model, let's say, right? But I quite like it that way because people can pay what they think you're worth and what they can afford. And it and also it reduces a lot of complexity. Um, so, but then, so once I realized, okay, I'm getting a little bit of income from this, I can actually survive, pay my mortgage, you know, get baby stuff for the for our kid, whatever. Um, then, then I realized how, as you said, Chris, how much of a buzz you get from it. Like I absolutely love live streaming. I, oh my god! I, like I, as you said, great word, elated. That's how I feel. I, I am just like buzzing for. I find it hard to sleep then because obviously I don't finish my class at eight o'clock, and I'm still like buzzing eating my dinner and stuff because there's something about the fact that people are in their homes and you're communicating to people you've never met before sometimes and i don't know there's something very exciting about that um i do wonder though in when this is all over and this is what i was discussing with the teacher trainees this morning how is this gonna transition so let's let's say for example most of the people that go to my streaming classes go to my public classes so when i go back teaching public classes um and when everyone goes back teaching public classes are these people that are coming to the streaming ones going to abandon the streaming and just go back to public? Or are some people, like I learned today, some of the trainees said that um, they actually prefer streaming than public classes because don't have to get a babysitter, don't have to look for parking, there's no, don't have to sit in traffic. They can, um, so it gives them a lot more freedom. And plus, they can practice with teachers that they would never get a chance to practice with before because they're on the other side of the city, for example. So it is. It is. It's. I, I'm. I'm fascinated to know how this is going to. Um, I don't know if it's going to last or, or not. What, what's your prediction, Mystic Chris? <laughs> I um, I think Crystal. it's gonna. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think we're gonna end up at sort of like a happy medium. Um, from what, from what I, just discussions that I've had with people myself and just from, from recognizing that like, you know, this is uh, the great thing about Instagram is that it's something, it's a globe, it's a global platform, right? And yesterday after, off the back of that class yesterday, had a message from, um, a woman in Singapore who had said like, Hey, like I've, I find you on Instagram. I practiced your class today and I just wanted to, you know, to message and say thank you. And that is a person who off the back of lockdown will never be able to come to the studio unless they happen to be visiting London at a time when I'm in London and my class lines up with whatever their travel schedule is. So I I was, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, is it worthwhile maintaining an element like not necessarily my whole bread and butter anymore but like there probably needs to be an element of some kind where the virtual teaching is maintained because i think mm -hmm. you may have a wider audience than you realize of the people that you don't know as well as being potentially more convenient for the people that you do know as you said mm. it also yeah. gives that opportunity if someone really loves your class and one week they just can't do five o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever it is because of the nature of zoom 
you have the potential to record that class and if they and if you wanted to do so could make it available to them for 24 hours afterwards for example mm. so if they couldn't do seven but they could practice it at seven the next morning then they still get the opportunity to practice with you you know there's there's so many different variants of that that i think can happen um and i and i think that's probably where we're going to end up we're going to end up where we do go back to the studios i mean don't i am itching to go back to the studio <laughs> i said i said i was like i was like everybody's getting hugged like it doesn't matter who you are if i know you or don't know you like everybody's getting like it's the moment that they let us come back to physical contact everybody's getting physical contact um but i think that there is it would be negligent to try and go back to exactly the way that we were before um because you know what if COVID 23 happens in 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 a year's time in two years time in 10 years time do we want to do we want to feel that we're in a position where once again it's like a scramble right there was so much scrambling going on the first few weeks we were in lockdown people didn't know what to do with themselves people were trying to to cobble together lives and people were trying to cobble together all of all of their their how do i teach online what's the platform what's this and this and this and you know, do you want to allow yourself to be caught out once again? Mm. And yeah, hundred percent. And that you know, exactly because I was in a very similar position to you, where all of a sudden you go, oh, all of my income is gone. And I was lucky in the sense that my corporate clientele already had a digital platform in place, so they just moved their sessions straight onto their digital platform. Bingo, no problem. So I was able to keep all of my corporate stuff going. And I had fit, so I was still so there was still income that was guaranteed to be there. So I, I, I wasn't panicked at any point in time, and I and I know that I was a very in a very fortunate position because of those things. But some yeah. of my corporate clients, for example, are planning a return to work mid September. Wow, you know, and that's just just the discussions that I have been that I've been having with a couple of people, and I am very much of the opinion that we will not be in a lockdown up to that point in time but i think that them from their strategy and their structuring they're talking about the phased reintroduction of people to the workplace so for them it might be the middle of september until the whole office is back together and if that's the case is it sensible to move the yoga session back in when actually you might not have the students who want to come to it face to face or is it better to keep mm. their yoga and their meditation offerings digitally available so that students can sign in from home and you might catch a wider net of people up until that point in time? So it's not necessarily that, that they're kind of like long playing the idea of a lockdown. But again, they're also saying and they're also seeing, I think every industry, not just our industry, has seen that actually there is an awful lot of work that can be done remotely. And people don't need to be in the office like it was it was always a it was always a strategy of checking in on people right being like are you actually at your desk are you actually doing work whereas now we're in a position where you can't be at your desk so they just had to trust that you were going to do the work from home and guess what everyone is doing their work and it's kind of like everything Mm -hmm. is kind of like ticking along in those industries as much as as much as it possibly can be so 
that that in itself i'm able to i'm saying like well maybe maybe offices won't go back to the way that they were you know maybe complete maybe an office of a thousand people isn't isn't the right environment to ever have so maybe those people are are going to be only asked to come in two days a week so there's just a rotation of people as to when they're in the office and when they're at home and again if that's a if that's something that they decide to do as a business then is it better to have your offering in person when you perhaps only catch two-thirds of your of your people or you have your offering digitally where you have everyone available to join and you know yeah. and it's a tricky one for studios to, to navigate that that transition is uh, the transition back is going to be a tricky one to 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 navigate but chris i want to uh, i had a question for actually from a mate of mine andy so shout out to andy um he said if you don't mind if i ask this question because we've got uh, five minutes seven minutes um uh, um if you could travel back in time technology um what is one piece of advice you'd give yourself when you began practicing yoga as a novice uh stop trying so hard <laughs> i think it would probably be would probably be the big one the easy one to 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 tell myself yeah i yeah i was very i was very competitive um with the practice when i started and i think it was um yeah i think that's it it, it didn't serve me in that moment in time like if i had if i had allowed myself to because i was very tense and i was trying to get you know muscular release and, and relief a couple of injuries and i think it was like if you know if i was able to say hey just relax like don't try so hard and and you're gonna get it versus like i was mm. <laughs> killing myself and contorting myself into whatever i was possibly able to do um yeah. and, I, and it wasn't to my you know it wasn't to my benefit so i think yeah i think i think sort of did you actually injure yourself um trying too hard or something or was that just a separate thing no, I had my injuries from from years before playing rugby and stuff like that. So yeah, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. And I I just remember you telling me about your adductor. Is you, you saying your adductor in the splits or something? Yes, I was uh, stretching uh, with an ex girlfriend of mine who was a dancer, and I slipped on a rug and and tore my <laughs> tore my adductor in my right leg. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I'm on. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I, I think that's that's that is one that I think it's gonna. Re I mean, that's Andy with your thumbs up there. That's gonna resonate. I think especially for people with more masculine energy, because we um, people with more masculine energy tend to be quite competitive, a bit more aggressive, especially if you come from a sports background. Mm -hmm. And um, and it can be quite difficult for your ego to take when you go into a yoga room and there's a 65 year old woman next to you who's got her arms out like this for a minute and you can't do it for a minute it's it's you think i should be able to do this the shaking i just remember i just remember shaking all the time and being like i thought i was <laughs> i thought i was strong i'm stronger than this like what's going on like i've spent all this time <laughs> lifting weights and running around and playing sport and i'm not strong like that's i remember yeah. having that conversation in my mind as well which was also me then probably like forcing and trying <laughs> too hard yeah yeah, I know, man. It's um, but um, so Chris, we've got five minutes. Any any closing words? Closing words. Um, I actually had a I had a couple of questions get asked. Oh, did you? Sorry, mate. Go ahead. As well. No, I stuck the um because I stuck that thing on my stories earlier on. So I just had a couple. Let me just check and see if we got yes, any. Yeah, goodness. mate. Go ahead. Uh, have you changed your teaching style at all now that we're in the virtual world, different cues, etc.? Um, 
No, not really. From my perspective, <laughs> have you have you have you changed your teaching style at all? Apart from being a little kinder, being, being a little kinder. Yeah, obviously, like ha- having having to demonstrate stuff rather than normally just walk in the room and and assisting and and adjusting. Um, yeah. Someone someone has asked, "What camera do you use?" Uh, I just use my my iPhone. Um, I don't know if you're talking about for creating content on on Insta or if you're talking about for uh, Zoom and the like of that. But I, if I'm creating content for Instagram, I just use my my iPhone unless I'm lucky enough to have one of my wonderful photographer friends has taken a, a snap of me that I normally credit them for. Uh, and for my Zooms and my um, online stuff is all just the the standard thing in the in the macbook the little camera yeah i i i plug a dslr camera into my laptop via camlink camlink allows you to convert hdmi into usb so you can use dslr as a webcam mm-hmm. bit, a bit overkill maybe but i'm kind of into this audiovisual thing yeah <laughs> it's good though yeah. because again it's like Cost it's, it's really yeah true but it's it's an investment in yourself right because it's hopefully raising the caliber of of what you're offering virtually exactly and, and, I hope so. and, and again like you say same as you said about the sound there is something to be said about having crisp visuals and, and people appreciate those those extra details when they're you know when they're investing their time and their and their money to be able to practice with you they like to see that you're taking it seriously as well as them taking it seriously so yeah and this ain't gonna go away this streaming this video stuff so and i i find it fun it's like my hobby as well so it's and i i so yeah i kind of do it because i i like to (laughs) um and it was there any other uh good questions there chris no that was it man a couple of people just saying that is exceptional timing exceptional because what happens on these chats and instagram if you're watching and you're listening and you Facebook, if you, they're probably listen, <laughs> they're like, we listen to everything. Um, they give you a 30 second countdown at the end. So all of a sudden now, 30 seconds is going to come up. It'd be nice if there was like a five minute countdown. But um, Chris, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. This is episode 99. You've been on, this is your fourth time on the podcast. That's a record. Four times. Boom. Love that, man. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and to answer your question, Miss Char Holmes, Miss Char Holmes, um, you can listen to this <laughs> on Thursday via any or all major platforms. And the podcast is called The Yoga Life Podcast. Not very original, but um, The Yoga Life Podcast, um, Spotify, Castbox, all them things. It's going to be full conversation that we've had. How? How? Um, how? You go onto Spotify, type in The Yoga Life, you see this. <laughs> my face and then you scroll to episode 99 which will be the first one and you click play boom there thank we you, go welcome <laughs> thank you my friend it's Chris, been an absolute brother. pleasure yes sir and um looking forward to publishing this episode 99 and hopefully i keep doing your thing um your inspiration and hopefully we get to see each other in real life very soon and you my friend lots of love take care <laughs>